I am so grateful uh, to the Lord for bringing us all here safely to the studio. And I pray that you are safe where you are. And uh, I hope that, uh, that you tuned in to the message this morning, um, the word of inspiration during spiritual situations. If you missed it, tune in at 10. Just listen to the whole show. Just don't go anywhere. Just tune in the whole time, okay? And, um, and let me know because the topic that I spoke on was all about turbulence. It's like I'm in the midst of turbulence now what and uh in that particular um message i shared a, a little testimony too so um you know how y'all some of y'all knows it so yeah yeah you get a little bit so tune in <laughs> even if it's just for that it'll change your life so um i just want to uh reiterate what i said uh this morning and that one thing is that no matter what you're going through, turbulence can't last forever. It has to stop. And always remember that your response to the turbulence when you're experiencing it, it actually determines the outcome. Your response determines the outcome. And I know you're saying, well, if I'm going through turbulence, and what I mean by turbulence, and I define all of that in the message, but what I mean by turbulence is when things start going wrong and you, you don't, it comes left field and you don't know why it's happening, where is this coming from, and then things start happening back to back to back to back. And you start questioning God, you start questioning yourself, you start questioning those around you, and you just don't know what to do. And so... I share some tools with you that helps you to deal with the turbulence in your life. Understand that anything you go through has an expiration date, but you've got to trust God with your life. If you try to solve it on your own or by yourself, I'm telling you, you're just going to make a mess. You need a savior. Receive him and allow him to do what he does best. <laughs> you are covered. So receive it and allow God to be God. Father God, thank you so very much for yet another day. Thank you so much for this disappointed time to have my guest here. I'm grateful to her, Lord. I thank you for those that played a part in bringing us together. Bless their lives richly. Father God, I pray for our listeners right now. Please anoint their ears to hear this powerful message that's going to come through. To their ears, Lord, may it bless them and enlighten them at the same time. We give you all glory, honor, and praise. This is your show, first and foremost, and I always tell you to have your way. It's your will, not mine, yours alone, and I trust in that always. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, the Selah moment is Grace by Kelly Price.
was the Selah moment. Grace by Kelly Price. I like that. Yeah, I like that. All right. So, you know, I have got to give my morning shout outs. And, uh, ha, good morning, Daddy. I haven't heard from my brother yet, but good morning, Ed, and his beautiful wife, Veronica. Good morning to the both of you. Good morning. <laughs> good morning to uh, Uncle Johnny and Aunt Barbara. Uh, it was so good to see you yesterday, Aunt Barbara. Thank you so much uh, for the love um, that uh, you showed me yesterday. It was um definitely um good seeing you and serving with you and uh community concerns incorporated it was an awesome event and uh i'm just grateful to be able to have that moment with you and i want to say good morning to of course the collective my sisters in christ they are up and about it and they've already uh alerted me that they are tuned in and that is dr wanda hudson Angelette Verdina King and Carmelia Rankin. Good morning, my sisters. I love each and every one of you. And to our listeners, like I said, let me know you're tuned in, man. I love to shout you out. But um, I'm just grateful, just grateful uh, for anybody tuning in. And, you know, I know that if I could just reach one, then I've done what God has commanded for me to do. So without further ado, I'm going to bring in my guest. Her name that she was born with was Diana Smith. She's from Jamaica, known at the age of 19 years old. She is a graduate of the Assemblies of God Bible College in Jamaica. She has three kids, and she is prophetess, favor, java. Welcome to Spiritual Fortitude. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you? I am blessed. Yes, ma'am. A shout out to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Who's the master and the head of my life. Yes. And I give honor to my spiritual father, Prophet Passion Java. Amen. And to my spiritual mother, Prophetess Lily Java. And I give shout out to the wonderful Kingdom Embassy family and all those wonderful brothers and sisters across the world. Amen. Blessings. Amen. She is such a beautiful spirit, y'all, inside and out. As soon as I spoke with her over the telephone, I knew that um, I had to have her here, and her yes was immediate. And then we saw each other for the first time face-to-face this morning, and it was like, man, she is beautiful. But prophetess favor... I um I want to to just first welcome you to Spiritual Fortitude. Thank you again. And uh I want to I want to just just ask you how was it for you um growing up in Jamaica? Well, uh Jamaica, my beautiful island home. Yes. It, the island was beautiful, lovely people. Mm-hmm. But um growing up um with my brothers and sisters, single mom, mm-hmm. I would say that I come to my senses and realization that, okay, I would say at age three, and it's just weird that at age three you realize that, oh, I am alive, I'm a human. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I remember growing up as a child is my first day going to, we call it the basic school. I was like four years old. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know where I'm going. I would just get dressed and my mom said, you're going to go with that lady that the teacher. And I was like, why is she sending me away? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then I realized that I was going to school because back home, they don't really explain everything to you. They just tell you you're going to go, so you go. Right. And I'll always be at home, so now you go with her. Oh, so then I realized that I was, I was going to school now. And back home in the basic school, they teach you, the first thing like they teach you to say, oh, Father Pryor, mm-hmm. the Lord is my shepherd, and someone injured. So uh, that what I started to do, but as I grew up, I realized that I go to school today mm-hmm. and tomorrow I can't go to school because I feel sick. Wow. And I was wondering why I'm getting sick all the time and everybody going to school. Mm-hmm. 
you know and as i like each five six um i realized that some stuff started to come on my skin and yeah. my mom take me to the doctor and doctor give you medication and you keep on going to the doctor go to school they send you home that time i was like in the first grade they send you back home and you go to the doctor doctor give you treatment and then after a while i just spend more time at home mm -hmm. than at school wow. so when i go to school like i'm lost in this class because i miss so much so mm -hmm. for me it was kind of heartbroken yes, you're in the class and you feel lost and you look dumb mm -hmm. but you're not dumb but it's because you're not taught right. and um so it was kind of I always like feeling lonely, mm -hmm. even though I'm with my family, yes, you feel lonely. And because of my skin condition, I have my own bed, oh, wow. my own plates, my own spoon, because they don't know if I, what I ha what is wrong with me is not eczema, it's contagious. Right. And the, I don't know if it, if it was a doctor who, in, who instructed my mom. Mm -hmm. So even playing with my brothers and sisters, it was difficult because they know that if they bounce me, I'm going to bleed. And oh, wow. so, and because what was on my skin, it's never smell well. So, you so were a yeah, so I always like mostly be by myself. Mm -hmm. But life in Jamaica uh, was wonderful with my, with my mama mm -hmm. and my brothers and sisters. It's just like you're in your home right. and your family and everybody's okay and you're wondering why you're not okay yes, so like you feel like i'm a burden to this family yes, so but they showed me love and i was loved but it seems like in myself and my spirit i feel like i don't belong here wow you know so going in, in that indifference how, how did you cope with that because eventually, I know that you realize why you were set apart spiritually. Yeah. But in that instance of being a, a child and being set apart like that and feeling that way, how did you cope with that? Okay. Oh, I cope with it. It's just, uh, I just always, one thing our, our parents, they taught us in Jamaica is the Our Father prior. Amen. So, and they always tell you that you must pray. Yes. So, uh, one day I asked my mama that, who made you? And he said, God. Mm -hmm. He said, who made me? And she said, God. I said, where God comes from? Who made him? Mm -hmm. She said, well, she don't know. But he lives in the sky. She's oh, in the wow. sky. <laughs> so when I heard that, no, I start to look. Um, I always keep on looking in the sky. <laughs> because I just want him to see me. Amen. I just always like want to see me and hoping that he will just see me. Yes. So uh, in that time... I just stay comforting looking at the pretty blue skies and looking at the birds and looking at nature. So I f at that time, I fell in love with nature. Amen. So I always like, um, we have a little habitat, maybe you call it habitat. In here, we call it woodland in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. So I always like go there because when I go there, nobody will try to stay away from me. Mm -hmm. And I will just look at the birds and they're beautiful. I hear them chirping. I look at the green trees and it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I just look at the green grasses and it's just so peaceful. Amen. So I used to just go there to just to talk to God. Amen. And it's it, it's so comforting. And I and at, at that age I could feel that I wasn't alone in mm -hmm. the in the woods. And okay. that he's here there with me. So I, I, at a young age I, I I know that I can talk to him and I can feel his presence. Mm -hmm. There were times that my mom, I remember like at age 13, my mom thought that I was meeting boys in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because she always wondered, what, why you keep on going up there? Right. And I said, nothing, ah, I, I just want to be alone. Right. And one time I was there and then she tipped on her tone come and said, what are you doing up here? I said, just sitting. And she said, who are you up here? I said, just me, just look. And, and then they realized that so whenever they call and they want me, they say, oh, she up there. Ooh. Yeah. And I said, soon come. Yeah. Wow. Because it's it's just peaceful. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. What, and, what a place. Yes. It's wonderful. Mm -hmm. It makes yeah. me think about the Garden of Eden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something about being in nature. Because um, I, I love to walk in a park. Yes. And it doesn't feel right unless I walk in that park. 
Because there are trees, there's the birds, it's beautiful. the animals in the woods, and it's it's just um, peaceful to where I can just talk to him. Yes. That's one of the most intimate times I have, so I can identify with that. But growing up in your family and, and learning and experiencing God at such a young age, once you became older... When, when did you have the revelation of uh, receiving Jesus in your life? Okay, uh, thank God for evangelist television, evangelical television. Mm-hmm. We used to have this program with this preacher. Um, I don't know if he's still around, Jimmy Swaggart. Mm-hmm. I think he's still around. I'm not sure. I think he died. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. yeah I don't know sure. <laughs> but we used to have a program every Sunday morning on TV, so... We we used to watch it. It's it's like it's a religious thing. Yes, and ma'am. Sunday you sit and you watch TV. And I used to watch him and he preach and he sings and he cries. And one day I was watching TV and he was. It's like he was talking to me. Wow. And he says, "Jesus loves you, mm-hmm. and he died on the cross for you. And there is room of the cross for you. And though millions have come, there is still room mm-hmm. for you. And at that." moment when I hear that I was so empowered I said yes mm. Jesus loves me yeah. and there is space for me for me yes, there yeah. is a special place for me so at that time I feel yes and I was empowered and you know I started to read the word you know and I, and I feel this oh Jesus loved me the, the, the one that's in charge of the creation the earth and everybody yeah. he loves me and because he loves me i am loved and it doesn't matter who else want to love me i am loved by jesus so that is the time when i when i feel empowered Uh but to have the experience of of the so every sunday you go to church because we have to my mom sent me to church Mm -hmm. not my brothers and sisters is always like you gotta go to church and i was like why me she said don't question anything you gotta go so I always go into church and sad because you want to stay home and and he, she is not going to church. What's she's just sending, sending you. me to Do you church. Think she knew. I believe so because when I graduated from my school and I said what I'm going to do because I love agriculture, mm-hmm. and she said go preach. I said ah. I said mama, you could have tell me nothing else, like go be the doctor, go be a lawyer. You said I should go and preach. She said so. What's wrong with that? I said nothing, but I said, why you think that I should, I said, you think I can just pick up a Bible and just go in the street and start to preach? He said, what's wrong with that? Oh my goodness, she knew. Yeah, she knew. She knew. And I'm telling you, so when I really accept the Lord and get saved and Mm -hmm. tell her that um, I'm following Jesus, she was say, she was happy. Wow. She was really happy. And but my revelation of Jesus Christ, when I really accepted him and said, I'm really going to follow you, is um, I was living in Kingston, Jamaica. Mm-hmm. And I one day, you know, I, I feel like you're young. I said, oh, I am 19. I'm 18. You got to take on the world and do crazy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And going to, but you know what? What, what surprised me? Uh-huh. I've never gone to the clubs. My friend go to the club. I always wonder why. It's just like I can't go. It, it wasn't like in me to go. Yes, ma'am. So my friends keep on going out and they said, Tiny, you're always in the house. Why you don't go? Come with us. And they will, the first time I, I'm in Kingston, I go to the theater. I remember I watched this movie, Jungle Fever, for the first time. I was like, is this theater? Is people, all these people just come here and sit and eat popcorn to just watch this movie? Uh-huh. And they says, and everybody was excited. And I, I don't see no fun in that. <laughs> It doesn't excite me. Wow. So I was like, ah. Then they said, okay, come with us. And we start to go to the football games at the mm-hmm. stadium. And everybody excited. Yay. Kansas Spring win and stuff. That's no fun for me. Yes, but ma'am. I go. So one day, um, I just get sick. I don't feel sick. And I go to the doctor. And he says that to me. Hmm. You have dengue fever and uncle flu. I said, what is that? Mm-hmm. He said, well. I've been bitten by a mosquito. I said, a mosquito? Wow. And I said, and he said, within 
seven days, you give me some medication and said, within seven days, if you don't recover from this medication, you got to go to the hospital. Oh, wow. And this, what you have can kill you. You don't want to hear that at the young age. Mm-mm. So I go home and I start taking the medication and I was um not getting better when I have maybe two pills left. Oh. And I remember what he says, and I don't want to die at that age. Right. So I remember that I can pray, mm-hmm. and he hears, yes. and he listens. So I, I knelt down, and I begin to pray, and I remember exactly my prayer. It was, God, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I, I'm not doing right. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm not pleasing you, and I ask you to forgive me. And this is my deal. I said, God, if you healed me, from this and give me back my strength because I was physically weak. Mm-hmm. I said, this time I really mean it. I am going to serve you. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cried and I went to sleep. When I when I wake up, I was better. Oh, I was shocked. <laughs> I said, this thing is real. He heals. <laughs> ah, it was in the week. I can't wait to Sunday to go to church mm-hmm. because I said, if, if he can Kill me one yes. like that. I said, well, you can kill me like that if he wants to. So I go to church and I remember it was at 140 Spring Road. Mm-hmm. The Assemblies of God, New Life Assembly, and the pastor was preaching. And I was like, Pastor, hurry up and finish preach. I want to hear if anybody want to follow Jesus, come to the altar. That's all I want to hear. Uh-huh. So when he says that, no, the message, I don't remember the message because I, I just want to hear that. Uh-huh. He said, I'm, I've decided to follow Jesus. And he says it, and I go to the altar. And I accept the Lord. And after I've accepted the Lord to Jesus, you know, my life, I keep on still doing the whole stuff that I used to. Mm. I said, well, I'm not saved then. One day when I was in very sad going to church, I never forget this. I was sad. My friend were going to the stadium, and I'm walking to church, and I feel like, my, to me, I feel like my life is over because mm-hmm. I'm going to church. And back then, it's the older folks go to church, and I should be going, and I start to sigh. But then I remember that I was sick, and Jesus healed me. <laughs> so I said, well, I have to go, and I keep on going. And I remember I was going to cross the road, and I hear the Lord said, Colossian, I never forget, Colossian chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in the, we're in Jamaica, we know the Bible, we have to study Genesis, the, the, the books of the Bible. Mm-hmm. So I know exactly where Colossian is, and I know that that's the scripture. Mm-hmm. So I just said, oh. So I still like going to the church, and I sit down, and I hear it come stronger this time. I said, I said, okay, let me flip and see what it means. That when you get saved, they give you the little small Bible. Okay. So I have it, and I open it. And I said, what does it say? And he says, and if you are risen with Christ, set your affection and things above and not things below. I go like this. I said, oh God, he's watching me and he's hearing me because I was thinking that the things of the world. And I was, oh my God. And I said, all right, I have to think on Jesus, my things above and stuff like that. So I said, oh, my God, he's watching me and he's hearing me. He's hearing my thoughts, he knows. Mm-hmm. And, you know, still messing up, you know, in, in my convert class, one day my pastor, he looks at me because we had to be in class. You, you got to learn the things of God because you come now into a, a new, what is a faith and relationship mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. don't know. Right. So you just got to learn God's way, Amen. God's principle and God's precept. So one day in the class, I was kind of sad because, a lot of people happy, but I feel like I'm failing, I'm messing up. And the person looked at me and he said, Second, I won't die in Second Corinthians 5 verse 17. I'll never forget that. Mm-hmm. And I said, and he said, look at it. Because I was listening, thinking, he said, look for it. And I looked for it. And I found it. And he said, what does it say? I said, it says, if any man is in Christ, is mm-hmm. a new creature. Yes. Old things are passed away. Amen. Behold, all things are becoming new. Amen. And he said, you're a new life in Christ. He said, no, you're going to be a, a newborn babe in Christ. Mm-hmm. So you got to grow in Christ. Yes. And he said, you're going to mess up. Mm-hmm. You're going to say, say you're going to do wrong things and messed up. But he said, don't stay down. Right. Keep on moving. Amen. And keep on coming to church, reading the word fast and practicing the things of God. And very soon you realize that things that were used to do thus fall off 
of you without you even know it. Amen. Because as you grow in God, he said the Lord will wash you, mm-hmm. beautify you, and strengthen you. Amen. So you just keep on moving. Amen. So that was my, I would say, my PowerPoint to scripture just keeping me going, my faith. Amen. So I am, um, I'm trying to pace myself because in my mind, it's like I just want to rush yeah. and get to the, <laughs> yes. to, the, to, the, to the meat of it. Yes. But I wanted you to just give us a synopsis of your journey because I knew that it was, it was one that was not common. There's nothing common about you. And to hear you tell your story, it started when you were a little girl. Very small girl. Yes. And so with that prophetess favor, now you've received the Lord. You've received Jesus. You've accepted the gift of salvation. You're learning the ways of the Lord. When did the divine revelation come to you? that you have been called into ministry. Not only that, but you've been appointed as a prophetess. Okay. The revelation, as I I would say, start back in home in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. Uh, One Sunday morning I was in church, and as the pastor was preaching and I was looking at him, Mm-hmm. I feel in myself like you should be up there. Wow. <laughs> I just, it just like you should be preaching. And wow. I was like, ah. And then I was uh, sitting there, you know, I felt in my spirit that my seat is not in the congregation. Mm-hmm. You should, you should be there. Mm-hmm. But, ah, and I sit there. And one day I hear I was there and I'm like, I want to, I want to know about, I said, I want to know this God like him. I want to know God. And he, he and, and, and right there he started to preach and he says, don't take everything what I said from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. Know God for yourself. Amen. And he said, you have to know him. And he said, you, you, you will not know God from just on a Sunday morning from the pulpit in our Bible study. Mm-hmm. He said, you got to study the word. Amen. You got to know him. And then, you know, right there, I was wondering, how am I going to learn? Who's going to teach me? Mm-hmm. You know, because you you come into this life, you don't know about Bible school and Mm -hmm. you just know about Sunday school and Mm -hmm. stuff. And then they have this announcement that, oh, our Bible school can start back. And if you're interested, get the application. I said, yes, I go and get my application. (laughs) And I was, when I read it and I said, listen, how much you got to pay? And so I said, I don't have those money, (laughs) but but I don't want to, I want to go. And then he, he says, those that are going, the church is going to sponsor off of your feet. I said, Ooh, yes. So the, the Sunday, even I, I they said, you got to bring the form for the pastors to sign it. Uh-huh. So with the pastor, I bring it to pastor. I, I have it in front of my hand and I was trembling mm-hmm. and I, and I was sitting, waiting on him to come. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to go to his office before church start. And when I was just sitting there, you no, know, I, and he was passing, he touched me. Write an application and bring it to me. You're going to Bible school. Wow. I said, yes. I said, Pastor, I have it. I was just going to bring it to you. So right then and, and there, I said, yes. And going to Bible school, you know, uh-huh. I was excited. Amen. It was like hard at first because mm-hmm. very challenging yes. because I didn't learn to read until like the sixth grade properly. A very challenging reading because you, I, mm-hmm. I've been spending more time out of school than in school. Right. So, like, going to Bible school was challenging for me, like, reading mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And um, when I was in Bible school and I have my teacher, I never forget him, Pastor mm-hmm. Willard Thomas, and he used to, when we were doing, uh, like, sermons and writing paper, he used to mop my paper so hard I thought he hates me. Aww. And and um, he, one day I said, mm, I said, I'm going to cuss him out. No. <laughs> I said, I can't take it. He don't like me. And I was outside. I said, oh, God, I just can't wait till he get out. When he gets out, he comes. He said, Diana. And he hugged me. I was like, mm. Mm-hmm. You know I love you. I said, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you love me. Mm. He said, you want, then 
I don't see. He said, "You wonder why I mock your people like that?" I said, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. Because he said, "Because you think you know that I'm dumb." I was saying it to myself, and he said, "You know why I mock your people like that?" He said, "Because I see greatness in you." Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to stick a pin right there. It is now time <laughs> for the spiritual fortitude praise break. Today's song is Yahweh by Fred Hammond featuring Gary Edwards. Now it's the spiritual fortitude praise break on 102.6 The Situation.
Spiritual Fortitude Praise Break Yahweh by Fred Hammond featuring Gary Edwards. And the Spiritual Fortitude Praise Break is sponsored by Anointed Aromas, which is owned and operated by Apostle Lawanda Peters. Good morning, Apostle Peters. Anointed Aromas provides organic hand-poured candles, specialty candles, anointed oil blends, and more. There are a wide variety of fragrances like Better Than Vicks, Fresh Linen, Head Ease, Centronella, Strawberry Lemonade, Frankincense and Myrrh, and Blueberry Lemonade, to name a few. Order yours today at LawandaPeters.com forward slash shop. And, um, you know, I always want to uh, speak about uh, CCI Community Concerns Incorporated. It is an agency committed to assisting the homeless and the working poor. And uh, through their housing programs, CCI is ending the nightmare of homelessness for some of the most in-need citizens of Atlanta. Housing is provided at Odyssey Villas, which consists of 32 apartment units with two, three, or four bedrooms for families transitioning from homelessness. And I had a chance to meet a lot uh, of those uh, individuals that are living at Odyssey Villas on yesterday, and it blessed my spirit just to truly see how this is actually operating and working and changing lives for individuals here in the city odyssey oasis includes three standalone houses that can be shared by single working women and there's a resource center um, that is used to distribute groceries clothing and household goods to those in need on a weekly basis um, the annual fundraising drive is coming up i will have more information for you about that at the end of the month um, and we're always, uh, seeking, um, those, uh, individuals or, uh, businesses or corporate corporations to partner with, but, um, you can contribute, uh, with your energy, your hands, uh, your funds, however, to community concerns incorporated by going to their website at www.communityconcernsinc.com. You can download the Givelify app and look for Community Concerns Inc. Um, and give that way. If you want to volunteer, just send an email through the website um, and inquire about that. Uh, you can donate via PayPal at donate at communityconcernsinc.com or you can simply mail a check or money order to Community Concerns Incorporated at P.O. Box 4185, Atlanta, Georgia 30302. And now, I want to get back to my guest, Prophetess Favor Java. And um, we stopped uh, at uh, her journey uh, in the Bible school uh, when she was uh, had begun her training in ministry. And uh, she's talking about how um, one of her teachers uh, just marked up her work and just, you know, she felt she felt like she was being mistreated and how she discovered through a conversation with him why he did that and what was the reason for him marking up your work the way that he did prophetess favor yes he said i saw greatness in you i Mm. said what i said really Mm. me and he said yes diana he said you're special i said wow and he said god is gonna use you mightily one day and he said, you will see. And he said, there's a lot of things inside of you. He said, I want to pull it out of you. My God. And he said, you don't know that you have it. Mm-hmm. But he said, I know that you have it. And I want to pull it out of you. I want you to find your real potential. Amen. And I was feeling powered. I said, wow. And, and he said, wait and, until you get into um, homiletics and understanding tending the scripture where yes. you started discerning it mm-hmm. and you know they, they would like like describe you and criticize you like in class okay you 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 didn't do this right and you did this right and da 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 so when we start to do it now and and i prepare our sermon and do our stuff 
And like when we understand the scripture, writing spiritual lesson, what we think God is saying to the church, mm -hmm. what God is saying to you, mm -hmm. what God is saying to the whole wide world. Wow. Because they said one interpretation of the scripture, mm -hmm. one interpret one way, but it apply many different ways. So we got to learn to understand when you read the scripture, what does the script, what is God is saying to you? Yes. What is God is saying to the wider community? Amen. What is God is saying to the world mm -hmm. and how you, you would apply it to your life? and bring it across to the people that they will understand what God is saying. Yes, so when I started to do that, I started to get 90s and 80s. <laughs> I was like, wow. You know, so then I really, I said, I can do this. Yes, so one day, um, our pastor called us together and said, um, they're, he's sending us into uh, St. Thomas, seven of us, and mm -hmm. among us, we should preach to the preacher, mm -hmm. and we're going to in church for the day, and they know that we're coming. So right there, Everybody, Diana, you gonna preach? I said me. I said, ah. I said why not Devon? He can speak. I can talk because I can't even pronounce word properly. Yes, ma'am. So they said, I said, they said, Diana, you can do it. Devon said, you can. Do it. I said, okay. They say it. I can do it. Mm -hmm. And that day, I remember I read Esther was one of my favorite yes, Bible characters. Yes, ma'am. So I read Esther, and I and I prepared. From there, I, I do a uh, expository sermon from there. Uh -huh. So when um, just stay in the book of Esther and you'll be safe. <laughs> yeah, expository. <laughs> so when I started going st and I see the crowd and the pastor and they introduced me, I was so nervous. I was so nervous. I was like, God, God, help me, help me, help me, God. Mm -hmm. Don't embarrass me. Don't embarrass me. Man. I can't embarrass you and don't embarrass me, God. And I go there and I, and I immediately, immediately, oh, God. Woo! Hallelujah. Amen. The immediately I step in front of the pulpit, mm -hmm. I feel like I feel like a shield come over me. I feel like I step into something. Amen. The atmosphere shift for me. I, I know that present. And I was so happy because I know he's with me. Amen. Because I know the and I start to minister. I minister so powerful that I shot myself. And then yeah. after that, the pastor says, Okay. You know, people to come. The topic was prepare for war as a Christian because we're in the warfare. Mm -hmm. So it's to prepare for battle by praying, fasting because he know what she was facing. Amen. So when when we finish now and, and I, I, I end over the mic to the pastor now because I don't know how they do things there, uh -huh. and he called the people the platforms you know to be empowered uh -huh. to, for war. Yes, as, uh, you know, and I was standing there and he said, "Come." I was like, "Ah." And, and and he began to learn on people. So I, I, he said, come, pray for the people at the altar. So this is my first time, like, praying for wow. somebody. So I go there. I was like, Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. And, you know, I began to pray. And I would let Lord just, I let our Lord just touch them and heal them and give them strength. And I see people start to fall. Oh so they were going that way and I was falling this way. Because I was, ah, I was shocked. I said, oh, my God. And I was like, this thing is real. There is really power mm -hmm. when, 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 when you believe. And, and, and I said, and, and my friend looked at me and said, go ahead, you're doing great. Mm -hmm. So I began to just start to pray now for them, just mm -hmm. start to pray and pray and pray. And people were falling and, and people were saying, oh, 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 they feel the presence of God and they were empowered and they were happy. And I said, wow. Oh my God. You know, so that is a time that I really believe what everybody says. They see greatness in you and everything. And, you know, you know, after that, you know, your life get married, you have kids and you get divorced mm -hmm. and then your life go on pause. And mm -hmm. sometimes I will cry because I know that I'm not supposed to be where, where I'm at is not where I'm supposed to be. So then we migrate to United States and I have my kids and, you know, trying to find a home church, keep yes, on praying, keep on moving. Mm -hmm. Because I'll tell you, when, when God called you and when he, you knew, you know, uh -huh. you felt so, it. You yes. can't explain it. You just know that there's something different. And then one, I remember uh, going to church, going online, uh, minister with my friends online, uh, Zoom, mm -hmm. preaching, teaching. They always said to me, oh, Diana, you're anointed and you're blessed. And when you pray, you know, things happen. Because yes, I know because, you know, in, when this evangelist Bunky comes to Jamaica and, you know, a minister, like, working his crusade, mm -hmm. Um, I know that something happened to me at this crusade. I didn't know what it was, but I believe it was a prayer of intercession fell on me there. Oh because after the crusade, I go to my pastor and I said, Pastor, I want to pray. Can mm -hmm. I can I have a prayer meeting? And 
and, and at the church on Monday, he said, he said, what time? And I tell him, he said, well, we have men's fellowship and women's fellowship. We said, Pastor, we pray in the, the building, mm-hmm. outdoor, because we're a building. And he said, go ahead. And we start our young people prayer group, and people life were transforming it. People oh, life change intercessors. We call it intercessors arise. Mm-hmm. We are on fire, sons of God, <laughs> sons of war. Excited. And we begin to pray, and, you know, and it was wonderful. So, so at all time I was praying and know that when I pray things happen, things shift. So when I come to the United States, living here, you know, I start in Georgia. I start to I prayed for Georgia. I start to pray for Georgia. Amen. I eat a seat for Georgia nightly. I, I, I told, the Lord said to me midnight prayer. I was like, oh God, mm. and I and I and and even if I don't, I can't sleep. So I have to pray. Right. So like when you're sleeping in your bed at night, like 12, 1, 2, I am a praying for Atlanta, Amen. praying for Grady, praying for, Amen. when I come here, too, too much accident in 85. Mm-hmm. I said, it had to stop. Amen. Too much. Too much people losing their life. So like at night, I pray for 285. I've covered the highways. I 20, I 75 to 85, through 16, Amen. the major highway. I said, devil, you will not have your way in the state. I am here. Amen. I am in the state. You will not have your way in the state. Mm-hmm. So I've been praying for Georgia. Even when COVID hit, I'm praying for Georgia. I pray for the police. I pray for the fire check. Mm-hmm. I pray for the postman. I pray for the garbage man. I pray for the people that serve Georgia. Yes, you know, so, you know, I've been interceding, you know, in, in, in this state. And I believe that there will be a big move of God in Georgia. I don't know when, I don't know how, but I believe God is going to move in Atlanta, Georgia, like I've never before. Amen. I believe Georgia is going to be in fire again. Because there's no way God would have me praying like this in Atlanta. Right. So when I, when I was like, I might like see Prophet Passion like back from when I was in Jamaica. I saw him on YouTube and he says, 25 signs you were called to be a prophet. Mm. And I said, ah, why I feel like I know this man. So I listened to it. And I, when I listened to him, I said, yes, I am not crazy. I am not weird. I am not stupid. Because some of the things that he was saying, mm-hmm. I was experiencing it, but wow. I don't know nobody to explain it to mm-hmm. because I don't understand it. I don't know. So when, when he finished and he was in Zimbabwe, I said, oh, no, you're so far away. I'm not going to see you. <laughs> so, you know, and one day, you know, I was in Jamaica and, and I was listening to TV Jamaica mm-hmm. and I hear a voice on the TV and I turn. I said, I know that voice. When I turned on the TV, it was private passion in Jamaica. I said, yes, he come to my country. He come to my island. And and immediately when when I realized that he was in Jamaica preaching and ministered, I was so confident. I said, one day I will see you and I will meet you. The fact that you're here, Mm -hmm. I said, you come here for me, but you don't know it. And one day I will see you. Years pass, Mm -hmm. years, until I move here. When I move here now in Jamaica, in American didn't know that Prophet Passion was in Maryland. I thought he was still in, in Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. I didn't know of a kingdom embassy. And a friend in the Jamaica told me about him. We were talking about the prophetic mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I said, he's here? I said, well, no, I don't know. So one day I just go on his website and I see prophetic school, mm-hmm. mentorship. I said, I don't even know what I want anymore. So one day I just sign up for his, his, his um, mentorship and I was watching him, he come on a Zoom, and then when he come on a Zoom, I feel the fire. Oh, wow. I was ignited. I said, what is this with me and this man? Uh-huh. <sighs> I said, why I am feeling like this? I said, I got to know. I said, I got to find out, mm-hmm. because this is no coincidence. So he, he was in Florida. He's going to Florida. I think it was March 18. I said, I'm going to go to Florida. I drove down to Florida. Yes, ma'am. And when I drove down to Florida, I met, I seen for the first time, I felt the present. I said, it's real. And then end up in the prophetic class mm-hmm. in Maryland. Now, what is the difference? Because I, I, you know, there are individuals that say they are prophets. Um, and then there are individuals saying that they have the office of prophecy. Like, can you just explain mm-hmm. to our listeners the, the difference? Yes, ma'am. Okay. As you have the, the, the office of the prophet, you have the gift of prophecy and you have the spirit of prophecy. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, first let's look at the, the gift of prophecy. Mm-hmm. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 and 8, it says that Jesus said, And when he ascended on high, he led captivity captives, and he gave gifts to men. Amen. That's the fivefold ministry for the church. Right. So Jesus gave you that gift, mm-hmm. and it can be the gift of prophecy. Yes, prophecy ma'am. is it literally uttering, speaking, saying the word. The, the God give you a prophetic word, mm-hmm. and you say it, you speak it. Yes, ma'am. And, um, like for example, in 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 Genesis, like in Genesis, um, talking about the prophet, mm-hmm. in Genesis, um, there was a prophet. The prophetic word goes forth. Adam, Adam was in a deep sleep. Mm-hmm. He was in a deep sleep, mm-hmm. and when he woke up, and the Bible said that God pull pull mm-hmm. Eve out of Adam. Right. When Adam wake up, how did he knew that Eve? was born of his bone as flesh of his flesh because he have seen it in the realm of the spirit he knew it while he was asleep so when he when he comes out wake up he knew it Mm -hmm. so you know so that that is uh prophecy the gift of prophecy all right a pastor you can be a pastor and you have the gifts Mm -hmm. of the prophetic but that doesn't make you a prophet okay and then the, talk about the spirit, because, I mean, this is deep. Mm-hmm. We got to run that show. Yes, ma'am. So the spirit of prophecy can comes up on you yes. and you prophesy. Mm-hmm. That doesn't say you have the gift. And that doesn't say you're a prophet. For example, in Second Chronicles 20, verse uh, 3 and 22, I think around verse 14 and 15, when Jehoshaphat was going into battle with the Moabs and they were coming up, you know, and he, he seeked the Lord. Yes, and the Bible ma'am. says... And the spirit, the spirit of prophecy came up and uh, Hazarel, I think his name is, and he prophesied. Mm-hmm. And he said, the battle is not yours, it's the Lord. Amen. And then we hear about Balak and the donkey. The donkey prophesied. Mm-hmm. So anybody, anybody hearing me today, <laughs> you can prophesy. <laughs> yes, the spirit of prophecy can comes upon you because God is looking for people. He's looking for an instrument, somebody yes. that will speak his word Amen. or will be his mouthpiece, talking his behalf. Yes. So you're available. You're at the vessel. You're at that time. Amen. The spirit of prophecy can come upon you and you can say thus say the lord atlanta Mm -hmm. georgia is going to be rich again everyone in atlanta georgia is going to be rich again that's the spirit of prophecy comes upon you and you release that prophetic word and when you release that prophetic word the the spirit of the Lord will make sure that that word is accomplished because yes, thus say the Lord. The office of the prophet is now you were born a prophet yes, before you get here. You mm. were chosen a prophet, not by man, right. but by God. And an example for that is in the book of Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. Chapter one, God said to Jeremiah, said, Jeremiah, Jeremiah didn't know who he was. Right. God and now what he has. God said to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, before you were born in your womb, mm. I knew you, Jeremiah, and not only knew you, but I called you, not only called you, I sanctified you and anointed you as a prophet. Amen. Not any prophet, but a prophet to the nation. Yes, and the prophet, it comes to their assignment. Mm-hmm. The assignment for Jeremiah was you should go to the nation. This is what you're going to do, Jeremiah. You're going to uproot. You're going to uproot all that needed to be uprooted, mm-hmm. all that was planted that that not supposed to be planted. Your job is to uproot. Right. Your, your job is to tear down mm-hmm. ungodliness. Your job is to tear down unrighteousness. And your, your job is also to plant. Amen. And, you know, and Jeremiah was like, oh, God, I can speak. God said, I'll keep my word in your mouth. I will give you my fire. Amen. Because he said he sent him here. So the officer and, and, and in, in the, the office of a prophet, a prophet can declare a word over your life. Mm-hmm. They're a God mode peace. They can say, doctor, you are blessed. And today is your day for victory. Mm-hmm. What God does, God is going to back up that word of the prophet. Yes, ma'am. Because, and we have example with Elijah. When Elijah says, um, and three, I mark my word, mm-hmm. not thus says the Lord. Mark my word mm-hmm. that in three years there will be no rain and no dew mm-hmm. here unless I, I, me, the prophet, say so. Yes, and God defend the prophet. Mm-hmm. He, there was no rain until Elijah says there was no rain. So that is the office of a prophet. Yes, you were chose, 
You are called, you're anointed, appointed by God, sent here to do the work of God. The call, and there are also prophets that are called. Mm -hmm. When you get here, you are called based on your life, mm -hmm. you live, you please God. He called you into the prophetic yes, and you joined the chosen Amen. one. So, and then where Elijah, again, when he says, um, thus says the Lord, oil will sell for a penny or a shackle. And the king said, no, it will not happen. He said, you, mm -hmm. you will see it, but you will not partake of it. Yes, ma'am. It happened. It happened. It the, happened. the prophetic. God. And I, I just want to say to my listen, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the prophetic school, prophet passion, prophetic school is on his website. Okay. And you know, it is very important, like in this time and this day and season, to get equipped. Amen. Just equipped for the, the time ahead of us in the prophetic. Yes, ma'am. And um, I just scratch it because it's deep. Wow. The off expression of the office of the yes, prophet. Yes, yes, very, very. I, I am just so grateful for your time today with me. Yes, me too, ma'am. And you will be back. I know. In the name of Jesus. You will be back. I know it. I already feel it. And um, you are definitely a woman of God. And Amen. he is going to use you. Amen. Not just in Atlanta. Not just in the United States. Not just Jamaica. But all over this world. I receive it. Amen. You have been just been prophetic. <laughs> You prophesied. Yes. <laughs> Praise God. I, and when he gives it to me, I can't hold it. I have to just say it. I have to put it out there. Because um, if I don't, it bothers me yes. on the inside. It, it, it prophesied. Yeah, yeah. Amen. So uh, um, before we go, prophetess favor. If there was anybody that's tuned in today. And they want to just connect with you and talk more with you about operating in the prophetic. How could they connect with you? Okay. Uh, they can connect to me on Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, they can in inbox me on Facebook. My name on Facebook, they will say Diana Favor Java. Okay. And they can con connect me directly on my telephone number, which is 770 866 85 94. Amen. You know, I am ready to be that instrument in the hands of my father. Amen. Amen. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to Spiritual Fortitude once again. I want you to continue to listen and stay tuned with spiritual situations. Stay tuned for more of the best in gospel music. And during the nine o'clock hour, I definitely want you listening to <laughs> our new artist of the week too. So just stay tuned and rock with me all the way to 12 noon today.